0: this is steve hutto founder of harvest celebration ministries harvest celebration ministries is a missions organization through which we reach the nations of honduras india and other nations with the gospel and the love of jesus christ through harvest celebration ministries you can sponsor a child for a very low monthly donation of just 25 dollars per month each sponsorship Provide school clothes, shoes, school supplies, food, and a gift at Christmas time for each child. For more information, visit Harvest Celebration Ministries at www.harvsel.com. That's www.harvsel.com. Okay, everyone, we're going to Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. Matthew 13, 1. "...that day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. And large crowds gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And he spoke many things to them in parables." Take note of that. "...he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, "...behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road." And the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up. But because they had no depth of soil, when the sun rose and it was, when it was risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And listen, Jesus said this, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now this is very significant. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus is not talking about natural ears. He's talking about spiritual ears. We'll talk about that too in just a minute. And then verse 10, And the disciples came and said to him, they said to Jesus, or they asked him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Well, this is a pretty good question. Why did Jesus speak to people in parables? Jesus, in verse 11, answered answered them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. Now, remember this. Discipleship, back in those days, had its privileges. I mean, think about it. You know, the 12 disciples and and even some other followers on the fringe, so to speak, followed Jesus, and they were afforded certain privileges that the average Jewish person back then didn't have. One of these privileges, among many, was that that Jesus gave them the ability to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. In other words, he says, To you, disciples, I have given you the ability to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to those people who are not in this circle of discipleship that I have not called at this point, they haven't been given this privilege. It's not been granted. Now, then Jesus says something that's very important here. Very interesting. And if you don't have ears to hear, then this might seem kind of strange or out of place when you read this. Verse 12, Jesus said... Well, let me go back. Let me back up to 11. To you, disciples, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has to him more shall be given, and he shall have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away. Now Jesus, in a nutshell, just declared the essence of what he had just taught about the, the parable of the sower. He who has, to him more shall be given. What is he talking about? He's talking about he who has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Not only will he know one or two mysteries of the kingdom of God that the people outside or the people that have not been given that privilege just cannot know. But in addition to that, if it's been granted to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God... The mysteries, as well as the kingdom of God, is never-ending. It's always producing. It's always increasing. It's always growing. So if He has given you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, that's one thing, but the mysteries just keep unfolding. The revelation just keeps on, on coming. So if He's given it to you, you're going to get more. Now compare that to knowing Jesus today. After Jesus has gone to the cross... After He's risen from the dead and ascended back to the Father, and the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, the church was born, people began to be born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, serving Him, called out of darkness into His marvelous light. And you know what? To those people, which probably includes you, if you know Jesus, if you're serving Him, if you've surrendered your life to Him, did you know what? To you also, just like his disciples, it has been given. Jesus has given to you the ability to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. How many times have you been reading a scripture? You know, you're reading a chapter in the Bible. You're doing your your daily regimen of reading the Bible, and one scripture just seems to speak to you out of nowhere, right then and there. You've read it a hundred times before. And all of a sudden, it speaks to you right then, to your situation. You know what? A mystery was just unfolded to you. Revelation knowledge was just given to you. One to whom it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Listen, discipleship following Jesus 2,000 years ago, before the cross had its privileges. But how much more today, after the cross, the Holy Spirit poured out To those who know Jesus, how much more is it is or it is to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God? His very Spirit lives in us now. We know the mind of Christ. We know the heart of Christ because the same Spirit, Paul said, that searches the mind of God lives in you and me. And He reveals stuff to us through that same Spirit, man. So this is what Jesus was saying after he had talked about the parable of the sower when he said he said to you it's been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given so in other words for for to whoever to whomever i guess we could say has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of god to him more shall be given and he will have an abundance but whoever does not have even what he has has been taken away. Remember, back up at the beginning of the parable. Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. You know what? They didn't know the mysteries of the kingdom of God because it wasn't given to them. They couldn't really hear the kingdom of God or the word of the kingdom, and so the birds, so to speak, came and ate it up. And we'll talk more about that as we analyze what Jesus said, really he analyzes it as we go further on. But just remember, a natural man today cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness to him. They're spiritually appraised, Paul said, and he cannot receive them. But if you are born of the Spirit, then to you, my friend, it's been given to know the mysteries, the revelation of the kingdom of God. So that now that you have been given this ability by Jesus, then you're going to get more. Because again, that's the nature of the kingdom of God. It increases. So Jesus said, since those it has not been given to cannot receive these things, He says, I speak to them in verse 13 in parables because... While seeing, they don't see. While, under, while hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they understand. Now, in order to receive the seed of the Word of God, number one, you have to be able to see it in the Spirit. Number two, you have to be able to hear it in the Spirit. And of course, I believe number three is a combination of one and two, you have to understand or perceive the Word of God. If you don't understand the Word of God or perceive it, then the enemy will come and steal it before it has any chance to take root anyway. It's just going to be laying there. He's going to come and steal it and make sure nobody else gets it. So even what was given to you without knowing the mysteries of the kingdom of God will be taken away, even what you have. Now in verse 14, in their case, Jesus said the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull. With their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their ears. What what does he mean, otherwise? If If it had been given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, then they would see with their eyes, spiritual eyes. They would hear with their ears, spiritual ears. And they would understand with their heart and return... And Jesus said, I would heal them. So Jesus has to come and be the sacrifice for our sins, ascend back to the Father, send the Holy Spirit, and make it possible by offering salvation to all mankind so that those who do receive him would be granted to know and have been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So now Jesus says to these disciples, to you it's been given to know, to them it's not. So that's why I speak to them in parables, because I could speak spiritual things to them all day long, but they won't see it or hear it or perceive it spiritually because they're not born of the Spirit. But as a disciple whom I have chosen, you know, Jesus said, I didn't, you didn't choose me, I chose you. He chose his disciples, and one of the privileges, one of the benefits of following Jesus was that Jesus supernaturally, while he was on this earth, among his disciples, gave them the ability to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That's why he kind of got on to them a lot. Oh, you of little faith. Man, you've been with me this long and you still don't understand what I'm saying? Because they should have and could have because of what Jesus had granted to them. But then Jesus said to his disciples, he said, but blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears, because they hear. He's talking to twelve natural men that followed him. And he went on to say, For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. And now Jesus explains this parable. He says, Hear then the parable of the sower, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. So this is a person to whom it has not been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. We could compare that to an unsaved person in this day and time. You see, because... They don't understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And, and because those people back then did not understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God, Jesus spoke to them in parables. That's why there are parables in the Bible. You know, back then, agriculture, farming, growing plants, and reaping crops were part of the life back there in Israel in that time. And so everyone could relate to, to some terminology and analogies that dealt with such a thing as that. And so that, that's what Jesus was done. It was ingenious. He would, he would find natural ways to relate spiritual things to people so that it would stick with them in such a way that the enemy could not come and steal it. Even though they couldn't understand it or receive it, they could relate to the parable. And even today, when people who are not saved read the Word of God, parables speak to them in ways that cause them to understand what Jesus is saying at least long enough for the Word to take root and the enemy not come and steal it away. So let's go now to verse 20, Matthew chapter 13. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places... This is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. It sounds good to him, but still he has no Revelation, it has not been given to him to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, and the word, the pure word spoken to him, he cannot understand. And eventually he falls away, which is still the work of the enemy. He doesn't receive the word of God. So Jesus speaks to those types of people in parables too. There are people that talk the talk today as Christians, but they're not walking the walk or they're not rooted in the Word of God because the Word has never really gone into them. And so when the going gets tough, they fall away. But then the parables are still there for them as well because while seeing, maybe they will understand. Maybe they can relate to some of the parables that Jesus taught the people. And then verse 22 and the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns. This is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and it, the word, becomes unfruitful. You know, the purpose of the word is to produce fruit. When you bear fruit, the scripture says we glorify God. The purpose of planting corn is to get a crop of corn. The purpose of of, of planting the corn seed is that you will get corn stalks. If the seed doesn't produce anything but a plant, the seed is useless and never fulfills its purpose. And so, the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the one in whom the word is choked out and he never bears any fruit. What kind of fruit? The fruit of salvation. You can't really tell whether he's saved or not. And the truth is, he's not saved. But Jesus still has spoken and speaks to this person in parables because the parables are something he can relate to. And again, it captures the word, it captures the concept of what the meaning of the word is, the real spiritual meaning of the word is, in a natural sense. So, the enemy cannot steal this word, and even when the word is choked out and he never bears fruit, he still, at some point, if he receives Jesus into his heart, he will be given the understanding. It'll, it'll come to light. It'll light up in his mind and in his heart one day. I think this is ingenious, the way Jesus used parables to reach people that could not understand spiritual things. He's still doing it today. He's still doing it through the Word and and through the preaching and the sharing and the teaching and the reading of the Word. He's still doing it today and certainly all by the power and the presence of His Spirit. Now let's look at verse 23. Jesus said, And the one whom on whom or excuse me and the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil. This is the one, watch this. He hears the word. Well the guy before him and the before that, they heard the word. This man hears the word and look at this. And understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty and thirty. The key in all of these scenarios All four of these scenarios is that in number four, the man understands the Word of God. He perceives the spiritual meaning of the Word of God and because of that, he receives it. It goes into his heart and then the fruit is born because the seed goes into the good soil. And let me submit to you this. There are only two types of soil in these four scenarios. The first three is an unsaved heart. It's that simple. Because those who are saved, Jesus said, it's been given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. They have been given eyes to see, they've been given, that's spiritual eyes, they've been given spiritual ears to hear, and they've been given the spiritual ability to understand and perceive what Jesus is saying to them by the Spirit. Jesus said, that my words are spirit and they are life. That's why the Word of God is so essential, not only to being born again, of course, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God, but it's essential to grow in Christ. It's essential to bear fruit because when we bear fruit, we are glorifying God. You know, the Bible says you know a tree by its fruit. Well, that's, that's just nature. You know an apple tree if you see apples hanging on the tree. You may not know it's an apple tree if you're not familiar with fruit trees until you see the apples on the tree. Fruit is important. The purpose of the apple tree is to bear fruit, which also produces seed to bear more plants. Again, the ingenious design of our God. But the one who received the word and understood it is the one that was considered the good soil. If you're like me, I want good soil. I want to be the good soil. I want to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You know, that principle is something that Jesus used all through the word of God, all through his teachings where he said, he who has shall more be give, shall more be given to that person. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. In this case, this principle applies to our ability to receive and understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Again, Paul said a natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit of God. They're natural. They're, 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 they're not spiritual. They're nat- He's got a natural mind and they're foolishness to him. And so, but what causes a natural man to be able to receive the things of the kingdom of God? First of all, he or she has to be born again. He has to become born of the Spirit of God. She has to become a new creature in Christ. And the born-again, regenerated person that Jesus died for and made possible is ingeniously engineered to understand the things of the Spirit of God. Jesus so designed it to where the born-again person has spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, and a spiritual ability to perceive things by the Spirit and of the Spirit. This last scenario is the good soil. All the other is not the good soil. So it's the good soil only that is that has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That happens today when we become born again of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' time, He supernaturally gave this ability to the disciples so that they would have an understanding of what He's teaching to the people and then he sent them out, remember, to teach and to prepare the way and to heal the sick and do supernatural feats that he also gave to them these abilities that only they had at, the, at that time before the Holy Spirit was poured out. And so Jesus said, you've been given so you can have more. You have the ability not only to understand but to get more understanding. But to those who are outside... In his case, at that time, it's not been given. So therefore, they have to be taught in parables. And it's the same again scenario today. Those who were born again of the Spirit, you may not know this, but I'm telling you now, so now you know. It's been given to you through knowing Jesus, through the regeneration of your spirit, through being born of the Spirit, to know the mysteries and the revelation of the kingdom of God. And it's been given to you to have more because He's given you that initial ability to know. We learn from the Word by the Spirit as He speaks to us to the Word. As we grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're growing in knowing the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You know, so many times we see and we hear things about the kingdom of God and we think how cool that is. But our next-door neighbor, whether it's at work or next door, you know, the next house over, or a friend of ours that is not born again, they can't get it. They don't get it because they have yet to be given, through knowing Jesus, the mysteries or knowing the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That's why it's important that we know the parables, we share the parables, we, we find illustrations as Jesus did that people can understand and they may not get saved right then because you're using a parable, but the enemy cannot come in and steal it. He can't come in and scorch it and he can't come in and choke it out because you spoke to them as Jesus did in parables. Again, how smart it is that Jesus came up with such a way and a means to reach people and to keep the devil from stealing the Word of God. I'm telling you what, it excites me. Father, I thank you so much for the ability to share the Word today. Thank you that you do give to your people and to those you want to know the ability to know and to perceive the things of the kingdom of God. Thank you that you give to them Eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to perceive what you're saying by your Spirit through your Word to your people and to those who are to become your people soon. And I thank you and give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Steve Hutto, founder of Harvard Celebration Ministries. Harvest Celebration Ministries is a missions organization through which we reach the nations of Honduras, India, and other nations with the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. Through Harvest Celebration Ministries, you can sponsor a child for a very low monthly donation of just $25 per month. Each sponsorship provides school clothes, shoes, school supplies, food, and a gift at Christmas time for each child. For more information, visit Harvest Celebration Ministries at www.harvcell.com. That's ww.harv-c-e-l.com.